This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Welcome into the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, also on 1230 AM WTBC. Hope you're having a good day. Good morning so far. It's a beautiful day outside. It has been like all week, low to mid 80s. Sun is shining and it is just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, we're here to uh, rock with you uh, for the next about 55 minutes or so. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Also, just tell you about a good friend that sponsor our show. It's called the Good Feet Store, right? The Good Feet Store, America's experts. So, really, it's a free-for-all Friday, guys, because there's no game here in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I've been here pretty much all week. Uh, seems like it's fall break. I believe the kids are gone. The players are not gone for the weekend. Probably going back to their high schools and watching high school football tonight. A little bit of rest and, re- rest and relaxation this weekend. And then they'll get back to, uh, as we say, probably the biggest game of the season up to this point for the Tide as they get ready to host LSU. And whoever wins this game, no doubt about it, put themselves in a perfect position to win the West. And we'll get in today a little bit and all week about how the West is won. How will the West and the SEC be won? And um, it's going to take a lot for Alabama, this high-powered offense. And uh, we'll see what gets going on. But we'll talk about a little bit here from you. And you can go wherever you want to today. NBA has started. You can um, pro ball. You can go wherever you want to go. We are free for all Friday here on the program. Christian Miller. Is it with us as well as Justin Jones? Guys, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. And, uh, yeah, it really is a free-for-all Friday. It's so weird not really having a game this weekend. Um, just really being open, but you're right. We did watch a little bit of that Lakers game last night. And um, I don't know if you've been hearing this talk. I was on the radio show earlier this week, and they were asking me about it. But the whole Michigan uh, sign-stealing thing, I mean, I'm, I know we're a few days late, but um, – I don't want to get your thoughts on that because I know I was asked my opinion on it and kind of what I thought about it. And do I feel that it actually is uh, an advantage for people to like how much of an advantage is it? Right. Obviously, it's somewhat an advantage, but um, how much of an, an advantage is it really to be stealing some of those signs as if, you know, people don't already try to look over there and try to get some tendencies. Right. You know, it's, it's just funny how they, people act like this is like something new that's not been going on. Everybody's always I mean, why do you think all these teams always had those big blockers behind them, like those big towels or those big, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to block the signs because they know people are trying to look at that. But anyway, might get your thoughts on that as well. But uh, yeah, no, everything's good. Weather's great. You know, I know I was thinking about uh, getting in a stand. I know it's bow season, but it's so warm. I just don't know how, how the deal, the deer will be moving. Uh, but maybe I'll go do some fishing or something. I don't know. Cause that's what's uh, kind of on my agenda this, this by weekend. But um, anyway, with that being said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you want to go ahead. And, have you heard about the whole sign-stealing thing uh, with Michigan? I have heard about it. Uh, <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say. I think you probably know what I'm going to say. Um, listen, Does it matter? 
No, it doesn't because you still can't. You know, we go back to Bill Belichick and New England, you know, sitting so the people, whatever, to practice, supposedly or allegedly. We go back to, you know, people stealing signs. I mean, this is more about baseball stealing, you know. I think baseball, we might say, yeah, that that's probably an issue because I, if I know a pitcher's going to throw me a slider or a curveball, I can ready ready to be, you know, squat on that thing and knock it out of the park. But football, no. I mean, you still got to execute. You still got to defeat your blocks. You still got to block the guy. You still got to do so many other things. Uh, when I played the Dallas Cowboys all in the early 90s, right, the Dallas Cowboys was nothing like the offense that we see today. They weren't signs of actors and uh, musicians and politicians and whomever, you know, these silly fools. I, I hate all this stuff. You know, you got some flags on the side. I mean, they got so much stuff now on the sidelines. That's why there's no room for people. I mean, you got every concoction imaginable on the sidelines. And so, you know, trying to do all this stuff. I mean, it's, it's a it's a show. Let's just put it like that. It's a show. But my point is, the Dallas Cowboys, Christian, in the early 90s, before you was born, had I-backs, Daryl Johnson, Emmitt Smith. Jay Novacek was a tight end. Michael Irvin, wide receiver. Um, I'm, uh, I'm drawing a blank number 80. Uh, the other guy, I'm thinking of another wide receiver I can't think right now. I mean... It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. They just ran what they ran. They ran draws, leads, isos. Uh, the passing game was generic. Michael Irvin's going to run a lot of out routes, in routes, dig routes. Um, I think it was Harper was the uh, 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 was the other wide receiver. It was a deep threat. Jay Novacek was going to work the middle of the field, the short intermediate routes. I mean, that's that's the thing that was going to happen. So all the sign stealing foolishness is baloney because it don't get anybody no edge. I, I don't believe that. I'm just not going to believe that. And I think to punish somebody, listen, everybody tries to get an edge. I mean, we always was trying to get something. That's why we walk film. We want to see if that tight end's heavy on the on his on his hands, simplify runs or what. You know, it's not that big of a deal to me. It really is not. I mean, everything is blown up. Everything is talked about, but it's not that big of a deal to me. Um, I get it why they're talking about it, but, I mean, we knew everything that Dallas was going to do. They could have handed me their play sheet, and guess what? We probably still wouldn't have stopped. <laughs> him, and still, him and still was going for a buck 80. I mean, we knew. It wasn't fancy. They didn't try to do it. They just said, hey, my guys are better than your guys. I don't care if you know that this lead draw is coming up. Moose Johnson is coming in here. We're going to run this counter trade, and Larry Allen and, and, and Williams are going to be pulling, and you got to try to spill, long arm as you like to call it. I mean, listen, it didn't matter because you had to stop it. So, you know, give me a break with all this other stuff because all this signage, all this foolishness, all this. We've, we've, we've gotten so smart with sports today. That's why we use a lot of analysts, all these you know, Charlie Weiss is of the world and, you know, these guys that made perfect on the SAT, never played football, but they smart guys though. You know, we got all these guys that are smart guys that are coaching now, getting getting football jobs, coordinator jobs, because they're smart because they study analytics and they study, uh, you know, they're not football coaches. They're computer nerds. And they're trying to coach. Because coaching is more than X and O's even. Coaching is about motivation. Coaching is getting guys to buy into your system. Coaching is a lot more than just jumping on a computer. So, um, long long answer to your question, but I, I don't care. I mean, yeah. give them the play sheet. Because <laughs> the bottom line is they still got to stop it. 100%. Well, I mean, my, my answer to it was this. I mean, is it advantageous? I mean, yeah, sure, a little bit, right? But to what extent? And and what I said was, well, here's the deal. Every time we do, every week when we meet, you know, Friday nights before games, when we're doing our birds and rabbits report, we're breaking down our opponent tendency that we've tendencies that we've you know seen on film, right? We already are looking for those type of uh, tendencies and and you know 
I wouldn't say cheats, but you know what I mean? Like just little, little quirks that way we can all, you know, look for it in the game. Um, like for instance, if, if a guard is, you know, if he's backed up all the way on the center's heels, right. You know, there's, you know, a good chance he's either pulling or as a pass. If he's, if it's real light on his fingertips, you know, he's, he's sitting back in his stance, right. His butt's real low, right. Good chances to pass a lot of tackles. I think people saw the uh, tweet uh, about the NFL tackle. It was like 90 something percent of the time that he's in a two point stance. It's a pass. Right. And then 90 some percent of the time he's in a, a three point stance with the finger with his hands in the dirt. It's a run. Right. I mean, there's all types of tips and tendencies that you can point out and figure out about teams. Right. Um, you know, if the back is is offset. Right. There's good, you know, how, great percentages run two this way. I mean, if he's deep back X amount of yards, a great chance. You know, I mean, it's, there's so many tips and tendencies already. So with that being said, I, I just I don't know how much you can get out of it because because think about it, too. Right. I mean, there's only so much time pre-snap. I mean, you're telling me somebody can be getting that call, then then they got to relay it to the rest of the defense, and they're trying to then look up and say, okay, this is what's coming. Like, I, I just don't know how much of an advantage it is. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some, but again, there's already little tips and, and you know, tendencies that you can pick up on. Like, you know, as a pass rusher, I mean, yeah, I mean, if we have a sense or we know, hey, it's coming, or a pass is coming, yeah, I can gear up and get in my best pass rush stands, get my best get off and really, you know, get off the ball, try to beat the tackle to that spot, but I still have to beat the tackle, right? You know, I might get a jump out on them, but it's not like 100%, okay, I'm guaranteed a sack now. And then I'll tell you this, you know, playing with Luke Keekley, Luke Keekley was calling out plays without looking at signs and signals or anything. Luke Keekley mm-hmm. knew what was going to happen just by, you know, the personnel, the formation that they're in, the tendencies that they have. And I'm, and I'm not making this up. This is a fact. You can go watch it when they, they covered it on the NFL Films thing. I mean, Luke Keekley legit was was telling us the play before it even happened. I mean, he literally would be like, you know, toss right, toss right, and it it would be a toss right, right? I mean, like we would he would know it. So my, you know, I'll sum it up by saying, there's there's a lot uh, there's a lot of other ways to know you know what's going on just by tips and tendencies without looking at signals. But um, to put a bow on all this, Coach Saban did go on the Pat McAfee show. I think they asked him about it, and basically his answer. Uh, to this was saying that he was in favor of, you know, the NFL system of in-helmet communication. That way you can just communicate directly to the quarterback. Obviously, you don't do that in college, or you can't right now. But I believe I saw that they're going to be testing that out during bowl season. I think that's great because then that eliminates the use for all these signals and signage, and you can just communicate directly. Think about how beneficial and advantageous that would be to a guy like Jalen Milrow. Again, not saying that he he has a difficult time pre-snap, but we, we like to talk about, you know, he's still getting comfortable. He's still, you know, learning to, to, to read things better and figure things. Imagine how beneficial it would be to a guy like him where pre-snap he can just communicate directly through his helmet, right? Coordinator, whoever is communi- communicating with him can tell him, hey, this is what we're seeing from up here. This is what we're seeing. Check to this, which they already are doing. If you watch them, they do, they've been doing that a lot with him, which I, I noticed that uh, a few games back, they'll do the fake clap. He's looking directly over there. And then I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I see certain coaches really communicating things with them, kind of giving them a heads up on what to check to and what to look out for, what to do. Um, so I think it would be huge if they brought uh, the in-helmet communication to the college level. They do it in the NFL anyway. Um, so I think it'd be great to, to bring it to college. So what are your thoughts on that? You, you think they should go ahead and bring the in-helmet communication to college too? I think it get rid of them stupid signs. You have to see all the stupid pictures on the sidelines. I think um, it would definitely be easier for the quarterback. Um, so I like it. I think another coach actually said that too. It might have been your your coach, Matt Rule, which we don't want to hear anything he got to say. But I think, excuse my me, I think he <laughs> he said that too as well. But I do think. I mean. Um, you can't. You don't miss, man. What are you eating today? Well, I went to, you know, I do my, what do I do every every morning? I go to Starbucks, get my coffee, because it's just something I like to do. I was going to say, Chris, he, he really doesn't help his case that you're making against him. <laughs> no, I, I, dude, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm probably 100%, dude. I mean, every time, it's like this window right here, 1110 to about 1118. He's he's unwrapping he's unwrapping something. It's either a biscuit or a, or a croissant. I, I don't know what it is. It, it's, it well, listen, I mean, I've, and I've already ate. I've ate already. No, that it was not me doing. Scared. That was Missy. That was Missy. Her her hand down in that a pumpkin. 
<laughs> that was not me rather, but I, you know, I took the charge, right? See, I just, it, it oh, was so her maybe, doing maybe, that. Maybe, maybe, no, no, but okay, but your mouth was full. Don't try to, you can't deny No, that. no, no, I, I your did mouth was full. a piece of my coffee cake, which I, I discovered that this week down there in Tuscaloosa, that they had a coffee cake. Um, so, man, my sister wanted to discover that the other day, so I tried it again. It's pretty good. But anyway, let me finish my point <laughs> as we digress. I do have to eat. I mean, you know, you have to eat. That's just part of, you know, life. You got to eat and need energy. So I haven't had no breakfast. I just get a coffee and a little piece of coffee cake. Why do you Better wait get so me late, too. though? Why do, why do you wait so late? Because I know you get up earlier. I do, but you, I mean. fasting or something? Uh, sometimes I do. I will be after I get back because after all the food that I, I've eaten, and I think I, I, I've eaten more carbs here. In the last couple of weeks, and I've eaten probably in the last year. But I will say well, it was I it mean, was worth it. The food yeah, was good. Was good yesterday. Yeah, yeah Archibald. I, can I get a shout out to Archibald's real quick? Because yeah, I don't know what he put in that macaroni and cheese, or that 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 loaded mashed potatoes with the cheese and bacon, or them ribs that had the juice just running down my face on my church shirt, or um. I mean, wings and let me say, Archibalds, thank you. That oh, was wait, a, wait, 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 wait. The banana pudding, man. I didn't Did try, try that. Oh, my goodness. You missed out. I didn't try it, but you I heard about, oh, it's banana man. pudding without bananas. So and wouldn't that be just put, Missy said it was great. So wouldn't that be it just was like. Amazing. Really? Yeah, like Bro. one of the best I've ever had. I'm not just saying that. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I'll, we'll get you some before you leave. Yeah, but I need that, and I need to shout out a couple more spots for my birthday. I need to shout out the Peach Cobbler Factory from the Blackberry Cobbler. As you know how much I love Blackberry Cobbler. I need to shout them out for what they brought at the house, and shout out to Alex, who brought me that cheesecake that was just amazing. So I've had a great, great, I mean, far as eating. Buffaloes. Yeah, and Buffaloes who took care of us from birthday night. Uh all the wings and all the stuff that we had to eat there, the, the, the egg rolls. I mean, people just been so gracious and awesome to us this week. So thank you very much. I do really want to shout them out because uh, that was awesome. Um, so I am overweight, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna get back on it. <laughs> but it's worth. It. Sometimes it just worked. It just worked. But to answer that question, bring on the headsets. Get rid of the ugly signs, and, and that way they can communicate. Nobody can steal unless you got somebody that's gonna. But you know what's going to happen? Somebody's going to figure out how to penetrate the system, and they're going to be able to hear uh, X right, Z drag, Y go, blah blah blah. You know, they're going to figure out how to how to, to get into the system. <laughs> so, because because we got a lot of smart no, people now. Even, man, they're not. You think we got a lot of smart? Look at all these analysts are I smart. Mean, they're computer geniuses. You think Charlie Weiss played a down of football? I mean, you think Charlie Weiss played one down of football? I can tell you he has why do you keep why do you keep going to him? Because Charlie Weiss was my GA at South Carolina, right? Charlie Weiss then ended up when I got drafted to New York Giants, I thought I could get rid of him and Al Grove. And they was with the Giants. That's <laughs> like and then Charlie became I mean, this guy became the head coach of Notre Dame. Notre Dame is still paying this man. I mean, then he goes to New England as an OC. I mean, Charlie Weiss would hadn't played he probably hadn't played uh Mike Polo Road League football. I'm just telling you. And Clemson hired a defensive coordinator after Brent Venables. The dude just a computer guy. He's making about one eight two million a year. I'm telling you, man. We got to get back to real old school coaches that chew tobacco and um, smoke bars. You know, make cuss you out every now and then, and, and pray for forgiveness later. Sounds yeah, like we got to get back to that, coach, man. Yeah, we got to get back Aldridge. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. Like, you and Miles are like fighting at practice when we. I got to tell you the story when we come back. Y'all think Christian is like this such an upstanding. You know, I know like he's. I got a story to tell you about when he was in high school and um, how he acted. And um, I'll tell you that story on the flip side. <laughs> 9904 We're talking about the stupid um, cheating rules or cheating on the sideline, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we want to get to a little bit of LSU, as I told you. How the West will be won, I'm going to tell you how the West will be won 
if it's going to be Alabama. We'll do that coming up on the other side. Sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's Art Support Experts. Quick timeout. More coming up. in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Hey, welcome in, and glad you're listening to Tide 100.9 and WTBC 1230. It's Matt, Matt, Lars, Justin. We are the makeup of Big Noon Sports. It's a Friday. I don't know, Alabama doesn't play tomorrow, but it is a football weekend, so we're going to be right here at Innisfree from noon until 2, and you probably have been here. After all, Innisfree is the oldest, most successful bar in the Tuscaloosa area, having been there 25 years, then you're probably very well aware of all of the selections of beer and the many libations that they can concoct for you. And also the food, the chicken wrap, the burgers, the wings, the Chicago-style hot dogs. I even had a Philly cheesesteak a couple of weeks ago that was absolutely delicious. Got two huge dining room areas and then the patio. Oh, the patio is a wraparound patio, and it's beautiful today at Innisfree. And I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm afternoon, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 82. For tonight, fair with the low at 62. And for the weekend, the unseasonably warm weather continues. Partially sunny tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 82 and 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Here on a Friday, hope you're doing well. A gorgeous Friday, by the way. Sun shining, temperatures are perfect. I wish like could live in a place where the temps were like this all year round. But yet we have like daylight savings time. We get dark at nine o'clock, and um, and then it's 85 during the day, and then 60 at night. That would be the perfect scenario uh, to live. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Uh, we just talk a little bit of everything. We're just telling some stuff because really about to get into with uh, the bye week. Alabama is off this weekend. They'll come back, ravine, get back to work, get ready for LSU. We'll talk about how the West will be won uh, because it's going to come down uh, to these two teams, LSU, Alabama. Coach Christian painted some scenarios uh, the other day. Plus, he has a bunch of numbers and stuff he wanted to get to, but I wanted to hold that off till we really get to breaking down the game next week. That being said, uh, here you go, Alabama fans. Your captain of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Christian Miller, that everybody y'all love him, and rightfully so. But there was a time when I was coaching. I, I was doing radio. My drive time show in Columbia ended because we sold out to the Full Letter Network at the time, and they went all national, got rid of local uh, radio, which was always a huge mistake. Um, dumbest decision that they've made uh, at Clear Channel. Well, now I heart media. But anyway, so that came out of nowhere. So I had nothing to do. So I just went over and said, uh, called Miles. And, and um, Miles listened to my show every day. And he was like, man, you know, come over and help me coach these linebackers in Russia. So I did. And then uh, one practice, uh, Christian was kind of just going through the motions. And so 
I think a kid blocked him or something, or he he ran inside, let the kid push him inside, and Miles just laid in the Christian, kind of like Nick Saban did at Louisville game. And then Christian came back the next play, and he almost sent the dude to the emergency room. I mean, it was it was it was a one ugly hit. Then yours truly, Christian Miller, left the field. Because Coach Miles Aldridge, now he mad because Christian about killed his running back. <laughs> so now he mad, and they start getting into this verbal alteration. And I'm not, imagine now the dad and me, I'm I'm coaching, so I'm laughing because I think it's kind of And so it's just part of football. I'm old school, too. So Christian, he's like, leave the field. Just leave the field. So Christian left the field. So we get into practice. Christian's gone. But what do we find? Christian's helmet, shoulder pads, all his stuff <laughs> laid right in the front of the coach's office. <laughs> so Christian said, I ain't playing no more. Nope. I'm just going to go straight to college. That's what he said. And uh, But then they, they ended up calling. He came out of practice the next day. But I thought I always think about that because it turns out that Miles Aldridge's daughter ended up hiring me. She was a GM of the Fox station and uh, made me the uh, sports director where I worked for the next five years after Christian you know, I went down here and, and committed and signed Alabama and I went back to work because I was I was chauffeuring him around like Benson all around these schools. <laughs> I mean, I had him in the back seat, my, my Escalade ESV, I mean, you know, video, TV. I drove, he probably got spoiled because I was doing all that, but he didn't even sit in the front, he sat in the back. But, um, but anyway, that's a little story on Christian and uh, well, Coach on. Miles. Who coached at Clemson, South Carolina, Buffalo Bills? I mean, it's not just Johnny Come Lately coach. This is a very well established coach. But they got yeah. they got in the battle. And but Christian, uh, he knew about tough coaching before he got here uh, to coach Saban. I just say that. Oh well, I mean, I believe it or not, I almost think uh, Miles might give him a run for his money. I mean, Miles, we talk about old school. Uh, I mean, this dude was, he'd sneak out the back and go smoke cigarettes. He'd smoke in the meeting rooms when no kids were in there. Um, he had a lot of a lot of stuff going on, man. He 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 just, he was kind of stuck in like the late 80s of coaching. Um, I, mean, he, I mean, this guy, his whole, his diet was, you know, Marlboros and, and Diet Coke, right? I mean, I'm, but he's, he's still kicking. But he just, I don't know. What happened was, yeah, I, I, first of all, I would not say I was going through the motion. What it was was if I made any type of mistake, and again, it, not even intentional. I mean, I used to practice hard. I mean, he always, since he recruited you, and he knew you extremely well as a person, but mo even more so as a player, right? All he did was like, he'd compare me to you. And so it was just so frustrating. Cause not just the comparison thing. I mean, I could get over that. But it's, he would like throw out these shots he would just take shots and it'd be for no reason because I was and you can attest to this I was probably the most humble recruit you, you anybody could ever meet I didn't talk about being recruited I didn't talk about my offers I didn't care about anything I I tried to to duck and dodge the the ceremony the Under Armour All-American ceremony I didn't do a, a hat selection for my recruitment I just called coach Saban and committed right on signing day I just signed my papers took pictures with all my classmates I also signed and got back to class. Well, he anytime I did like messed up, he'd always would just be like, "Oh, Mister Too Cool for School, Mister All American." He would make these, he would take these shots and make these these comments toward me for no reason. And I, and I think <laughs> too I, and cool I just for school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That like that's the furthest <laughs> thing from me. Like you know how kids like wear like the gloves from the schools that they go on visits to, or or they're they're wearing all their gear in their bio. It says like five star, like. I didn't do any of that. And so he would make these comments. And I think it, this was towards the end of the season. We were going in the playoffs. And by the, by then, I just I was sick and tired of it. And I made a mistake or something. He, he That's exactly what he said. He was like, oh, you think because you're an All-American something, something. Or, I don't know. And so you're right. The next play, I about decapitated my teammate, who was actually like really my best did. friend off the ugly. field. Yeah, well, he was really like my best friend off the field. I, I hated it, but he, he just made me so mad. And then he threw did me apologize to the kid. I do remember that you did apologize. Yeah, because it was it was it was TJ. TJ was one of my like friends I grew up with, like since I was a kid. Like I love TJ, but um, yeah, no, nah, he th he threw me out of practice, and so we I'm getting in his face and stuff. So I'm like, nah, that's what you wanted, right? That's what you wanted, right? And he, he's barking back, and 
he throws me out. And so that's when I was just like, all right, screw it. Like, he, you know, you don't want me around here? And that's fine. And we were going into the playoffs. And it was a selfish move on my part. But I wanted to prove a point, though, because I was like, man, you're not going to keep disrespecting me because I do everything by the book. I do everything people ask. I said, but all you do is disrespect me. And it was his way of trying to, I guess, get the most out of me. But I, I, I'm not cool with all that. If, somebody's, if somebody doesn't need that, because I, I didn't need that. I, I worked hard. I was humble. But anyway, you're right. I put my I put my pads on the floor in front of his door with the helmet on top of it. I packed up and I, and I got my Mustang or whatever I was driving at the time. I went home. And then I guess the next day, he pulled me out of clay. He, I'm in class and he comes and gets me out of class. And uh, he's like having this, you know, this very, you know, intimate conversation with me and basically just saying, you know, things kind of got out of hand. He was basically apologizing. And I knew I wasn't going to leave my teammates. I wasn't going to do my guys. Like, it was weird. You know, it was the first round of playoffs. And so I said, all right, you know, I'll come back. So, I, you know, I get my point. The point was made, though. But look, look, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm a very humble person. I, I you know, I, I, you know, I try to just be very respectful. But I got that side. Just like you didn't say, flip the switch on the field. I got that side. I, I don't deal with disrespect, man. That's one thing I won't, I won't tolerate. I don't, I don't tolerate disrespect. And then a whole another side comes out of me. But I don't, I, I try to keep that at bay, which I do. Is just until somebody really presses my buttons, like Mike Miles did. But that, that is a funny story, though. A lot of people nah, I just that, thought yeah, about I that. Um, matter of <laughs> fact, Allison had texted me just, just uh, actually this morning and yesterday. So I was sitting there thinking, made me think about um, Coach Arthur. By the way, he uh, he has a place down in Paula's Island where we have a he's down there. So he's down there retired. Him and Coach Compler, the defensive line coach at Spring Valley High School. Um, old school, man. Those dudes old school old dudes now living in Paula's Island, walking up with their shirts off on the man. beach. Oh Lord, man! Yeah, they, uh, Crump is a bit. It's a big dude, man. For an old dude, he's still solid. I don't know how. I mean, at least yeah, he's up almost seventy years old. Still, I saw him walking on yeah. the beach one day, him and his wife. But I uh, ran from him. He was like, he was like a drill sergeant, man. I mean, I, I just can vividly see him with those bifocals on. It's a big dude. He's like six two and built. What are you doing? Oh yeah, I can see the spit dro- drooling out of his mouth and spitting on you. Those bifocals. I mean, his face turning red. I mean, that guy. I, I, yeah, you're right. I, I was definitely prepared to come here. I was very prepared to, to, to face Coach Saban and, and the tough battle it was going to be playing for Alabama because my coaches in high school were <laughs> they were about as old school as it gets. Yeah, Justin said we went on a whole food. T- so, <laughs> so I mean, um, more more so we just you, t- but, yeah. Yeah, you definitely have had had a lot of difference, but but I will say real quick though. Obviously, you know we've had a lot of stuff going on this week, but I do I do want to say thank you uh, to everybody uh, for being so supportive. Um, I mean, I, if I had a list, I'd probably run through the rest of the show. But um, I mean, literally from from Coach Saban and uh, Miss Terry uh, reaching out, and, and you know Greg Byrne and Jeff. I mean, everybody from the athletic department, all my friends and family, Scotty Hollins, Jamie Mose. I mean, I. I Man, I mean, I don't, I don't even have words for how appreciative I am and how grateful I am for the support and love that we've received, you know, during, you know, this tough time. But I uh, just want to throw that out there, too, because, again, it's just because we don't necessarily talk about a whole bunch of, you know, what's going on, just because we like to be private. But I do just want to say thank you to anybody uh, that happens to be listening um, for the love and support because it, it, it goes a long way and it definitely means uh, more than you guys will ever know to me and my family. So thank you, uh, every single person. Uh, that has been there this week and that will continue to be there and that has you know, been there uh, before any of this. But like you said real quick, I know you wanted to mention a couple stuff, a couple things about LSU, but uh, you don't want to dive too deep and I know you want to save some stuff, but I mean, you mentioned some keys that you thought uh, to win the West, to beat LSU. Did you yeah, I do want to. Are you just previewing yeah, it? Just kind of an overview, you know, from a, a uh, 30,000 feet, so to speak, just kind of, you know, how the West will be won, you know, not particularly so much always, you know, this game, but I want to definitely kind of just kind of give a bird's eye view of, of what's to come. And I know we talked a little bit about, you know, scenarios because it could play out to where there are a lot of different scenarios that, that could happen, you know, if Alabama loses, if Alabama wins, and then blah, 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 this, that, and the third. There's so many different things. Uh, it could get a little messy down the stretch, um, you know, as far as who wins the West, I mean, Ole Miss is still not out of it. Uh, Alabama, you know, I want to take a look, Christian, and you can pull it up. We can do it after the break. But, you know, look at the schedules of Ole Miss, Alabama, and LSU and compare them. I think LSU has 
perhaps the easiest route out if my mind and memory serves me correctly because I think they may have the easier route. But I want to, after the break, uh, pull that up and, and kind of look at it, dive into that, and um, and tell you how uh, the West will be won with Alabama this, this next weekend, um, which I think is going to be a phenomenal football game. You're talking about a, uh, an elite defense going up in a, against an elite offense and then you're talking about Alabama's offense, who's above average, going up against a maybe average to below average defense. And we want to look at just kind of, a, again, a bird's eye view um, of that. So we'll get get to that after. Let's go ahead and hit this break. Again, I want to echo what Christian has said. So many people that government had just been phenomenal uh, during this tough time. And, you know, we do say thank you. Um, you know, we had been out front, you know, just try to keep things private. Uh, People know what went on and what was going on, uh, but um, it was a tough, tough, tough time. Um, but, but again, one one thing that uh, Christian would tell you one way that he's resilient is because of his mom, and um, you know, we pushed through these shows. He pushed through uh, sidelines. He he didn't he didn't do, stop any of that because I know his mother would have told him to go do it. And so, uh, you know, it's been hard. It's, it's it'll continue to be hard. But God is good. God is faithful. And we've felt the prayers for so many. Uh, Coach Saban, Miss Terry, thank you. Jeff Allen, all people have all been great. And I think that's what makes Alabama, Alabama. Um, you know, that years passed, but those guys, Nick Saban, he talked about eating food, you know, at <laughs> least a made for him. I mean, just, I mean that's, that's, a, that's just an amazing thing. So, you know, it ain't just recruiting and then they forget about you. Or playing out of school and they forget about you. Those, Alabama family is, is for real. So I personally want to say uh, thank thank you to the University of Alabama because you know, Nick Saban, that's a promise he made before Christian came here. Um, so, And also Jamie and Savannah Mosley are just unbelievable godsend people. Thank you all so much uh, for being a friend of Christian and just loving on him like a brother. And so, so many people we could thank and do a whole show, I'm sure, of thanks. But uh, we just want you to know uh, we appreciate it. We hear you, and we felt you. And uh, the Lord bless you. Quick break, and we'll tell you how the West will be won. On the other side, this is the Middle's Edge. We're on the tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports and 1230 AM WTBC. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Hey, welcome in, and glad you're listening to Tide 100.9 and WTBC 1230. It's Matt, Matt, Lars, Justin. We are the makeup of Big Noon Sports. It's a Friday. I don't know, Alabama doesn't play tomorrow, but it is a football weekend, so we're going to be right here at Innisfree from noon until 2, and you probably have been here. After all, Innisfree is the oldest, most successful bar in the Tuscaloosa area, having been there 25 years, then you're probably very well aware of all of the selections of beer and the many libations that they can concoct for you. And also the food, the chicken wrap, the burgers, the wings, the Chicago-style hot dogs. I even had a Philly cheesesteak a couple of weeks ago that was absolutely delicious. Got two huge dining room areas and then the patio. Oh, the patio is a wraparound patio, and it's beautiful today at Innisfree. Are you tired? From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
Hey, welcome back. You think Nick Saban wrote part of this song, guys? I, I, I. You think that's where they got that from? <laughs> he's probably going to collect some royalty. I, I, I. This is the middle of the head on the tie, 100.9, uh, 1230 AM WTPC. Uh, WTBC. I get that out, sorry. Um, we're talking about how the West will be won because Alabama, I know every week I talk about how important or maybe the most uh, critical game. And I think Tommy from Romulus probably said this weeks ago, it's like every time you win, the next game is the most important game, which I believe he's so right. But this game to me, uh, like Texas A&M, like Ole Miss, you know, anytime in, on the West side becomes huge. Um, Alabama has powered through no losses in conference after the loss to Texas. They have been on a roll. No, it hasn't been pretty. No, a lot of people want PlayStation numbers. I get it. But they just won games. And that's the goal is just to win. And, um, and I don't care how they win. I mean, just win. Because if they just win with the schedule, they're going to have a chance to win, to win the SEC and to play for a college football playoff position. Um, LSU got Georgia State, Alabama, um, and Florida, and A&M. Okay, and I don't know if, I think the A&M game might be in an LSU. Florida Gators, who knows what to think of this team. I mean, they just kind of hold on, but they can stick up and beat you. Running game, um, quarterback has been playing pretty good. Uh, but I still would think LSU's going to win that game. So there you go. LSU plays Alabama, Georgia State, Florida, and A&M. And we don't know. Everybody was so high on A&M after, you know, until Alabama went there and, and did what they did to them. Then everything changed. Um, Ole Miss has Vanderbilt. they got to play Georgia. In-state rival Mississippi State, A&M. And then Monroe. So then Alabama has, of course, LSU. They got uh, Chattanooga at Kentucky at Auburn. So they got two road games at Kentucky at Auburn, which we know on the plains anything can happen. So I don't know how the West is going to be won. I mean, I think I do know. It, the number one thing is, is Alabama just wins out, and then there's no, they are the champions. Yep. Right? That's that's just as simple as it could get. If they just win out. Now, if they lose not any one game, and LSU continues to win, and Ole Miss continues to win, they shouldn't, the scenarios get crazy. Um, So Alabama right now has to, Win over Ole Miss, and hopefully they can get the win over LSU. And now they do that; it's going to make it terribly, uh, awfully hard, I should say, for anybody else to win. So, but the easiest path to win the West is just win out. Yeah, well, and I can I can explain in detail going back to Mike Rodak's uh, tweet again. So basically, like you said, if you win out, you win the West. But if you win against LSU. Um, and Ole Miss loses to Vanderbilt or A&M or Georgia, you still would win the West. Um, but it gets complicated if Alabama were to lose to LSU. Knock on wood, that's not going to happen. But hypothetically speaking, if they did lose to LSU, but they beat, and I say they, Alabama, but if Alabama beats Kentucky and Auburn, and LSU were to lose to either Florida or A&M, which is definitely possible. I think both those teams have the capability of beating them. Then Alabama would win. If Alabama beat Kentucky and Auburn, but LSU beat Florida and A&M, and L- then LSU would clinch if LSU beats Alabama, right? So basically, if you lose to LSU, you need them to lose to either Florida or A&M. But if Alabama beats Kentucky and Auburn, and L- LSU beats Florida and Texas A&M, and Ole Miss wins out, then that means there's... Uh, everybody's finishing seven and one with the one and one record against each other. And it would be a very complex situation. So obviously, like, like we said, you just got to win out and everything is, you know, 
exactly the way you want it. You win, you win the West, you go play for the SEC championship. So, and I, and I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, LSU is going to be the biggest one out of the rest of these. I know Kentucky's on the road, but um, no offense, Jeff from Tennessee. I know you're a big Kentucky guy. I just, I just don't see Kentucky getting that done. I don't see that at all. And then Auburn, I know it's hard to play in the Plains, but they have, they have really struggled this year. I can see it being a closer game than it needs to be, even though they're not a great football team. But I just don't see them beating us. Again, I'm not trying to get cocky. It's just if you watch Auburn, they they really are struggling. So you just got to win out. Well, they just had Ole Miss on the ropes. They had Ole Miss on the ropes. But I no, think Ole Miss has struggled at Auburn as well over the years. I don't think they've won there in years. But they finally yeah, got the dub. Good. But it's hard. Auburn's it's a hard place to play. It's definitely hard. That's why I said it's yeah. going to be a close game. It's going to be a tough game. I just I don't think. I think even with all those factors, you know, a hostile environment, playing your rival on the road, a hard place to play, I just don't see them having enough to really get the job done. I mean, look, offensively, they've they they still don't they're going back and forth between quarterbacks, and it's just it's just, I don't know, man. I just, I like our defense too much for that. That's just my opinion, though. But it's Auburn, though. We've seen crazier things happen, but not jumping the gun. Obviously, one week at a time, you got to focus. Well, really, I guess if you're focusing on this week, you need to get your rest and relaxation. We heard Coach Saban talk about it. They had a handful of guys not practicing because they're they're beat up physically. But also, you got to remember, folks, guys are psychologically and emotionally they're drained. I mean, football is a very demanding sport, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. And so uh, I'm glad these guys have this bye weekend to kind of uh, get away from football for a little bit. I think that's really important. Uh, obviously, you still want to keep the main thing the main thing, and that that is football. But you need to go kind of have a reset, kind of just get away for a few days and come back and hit the ground running and just know you've had your break. You know, you, you've regenerated, you're rejuvenated, and now it's time to prepare the right way. So next week uh, is going to be critical with the preparation because, I mean, this let's just be honest. This LSU football team is a really good football team. They've got arguably the best quarterback in the country or one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You look at them statistically, they've got uh, the best rushing and passing offense in the SEC, arguably you know, a really good stable receivers. Defense is mediocre, I guess, average, you can say. Uh, but with that being said, it's going to be a tough challenge. But I'm excited for it. Plus, it, it's a 6.30 or 6.45 game, right? It's a late game, yeah. Night game? Yeah, later game. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I mean, here's the thing with Alabama. They just got to continue to get better. And I think this bye week came at a very crucial time for them. I think, you know, you talk about the healing, the getting getting better. Uh, getting healthy for that final stretch, the fourth quarter. Um, and I know some things could happen. We, we painted the scenarios, guys, but the bottom line is this. Alabama don't need to lose because I, I think if they lose, based on what we're seeing around college football right now, um, it's going to be hard for them, a two-loss team, uh, to get into the college football playoffs. And we really haven't even talked about that scenario, but if they lose to LSU and then still somehow – LSU again, and, and they sneak in back door uh, down to Atlanta, and then turn around and beat Georgia. Will Will Alabama get in the playoffs? Well, which I, I I still think it will be hard to hold them out. I still think uh, uh, not seeing a an SEC champion in the playoffs would be just foolish, in my opinion. But based on what we've seen up to this point, we have not seen a two loss team make the college football playoffs. So. There's that scenario as well. I think Alabama, to me, how the West will be won is win this game. If Alabama wins next Saturday here in T-Town, Alabama will win out. They're not going to lose to Kentucky. Kentucky's not good enough. And Auburn, quite frankly, isn't there yet. Now, he frees. Has, everybody's going to pull up. Well, he's one of the few coaches that had to beat Nick Saban twice when he was at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, Chad Kelly, you know, the fluke pass, all the stuff happened here in the stadium. But I, I don't see Hugh Freeze and this Auburn team who can't throw the football at all. And Alabama is really doggone good at stopping the run. But I, but I remind you guys, as we look forward a little bit, this same Auburn team with the interim coach came in here and rushed for about 2,250 yards on this Alabama defense. With, with the backup quarterback. Uh, so they had to transfer from Michigan State. He's not that good. They they play two quarterbacks. So if you have two quarterbacks, the same as you have none. Um, but it's, it's a rivalry game. It's in Auburn. And as we know, strange, strange things has happened. 
So to me, how the West will be won, guys, is just win this game. Because I think if you win this game, you're on a cruise, on cruise control. Not so, so of course, they would be mad if I said that. But it's a lot more fulfilling winning this game, right? Because you win it, you control your own destiny. How much does Coach Saban talk about having to depend on other other teams to lose for you to get? You don't want that. When things are out of your hand, out of your control, in life, in football, in whatever it is, it's not comfortable. So, But if you win, you're in control. And there's no reason. I know Jane Daniels is a dog. I know they got Frisbee catching dogs everywhere. But I like this matchup that we're going to be talking about so much next week, guys. This receiver uh, group versus Alabama secondary. That is going to be a big one. That's that's going to be national television. Everybody's want to see this matchup. And the fact that we talked today about Coach Roach and the defensive line play uh, against Jaden Daniels and his LSU offense, man, woo, it's going to be a and I'll be right back here in Tuscaloosa for that one. So um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Christian, take us out, buddy. It's going to be a lot of fun, and, and you'll be back. And that means you'll be back at Buffalo's Cafe this Friday, upcoming Friday, not today, but next Friday, that is, in Midtown Village at Buffalo's Cafe, where we will be going live, kicking off game day weekend the right way as Alabama will face LSU. It's going to be the big one, folks. So make sure you are there. We've got a lot of people saying they're going to be, meet us there and come check us out. So make sure you join us at Buffalo's Cafe. Again, they've got lunch day specials, uh, $9.99 with a drink. I mean, they got wings. All you can eat every Wednesday is called Bash Night at $17.99. You can't beat it, folks. This place is phenomenal, and it's a great place to watch games. they got the bar over there in the corner, so go check them out. Again, that's Buffalo's Cafe Midtown Village. You can't beat it. The best deals, the best food. We love Buffalo's Cafe and are grateful for our partnership. Again, also, while you're in Midtown Village, go check out Alumni Hall. Again, Alumni Hall has everything you can think of Alabama-related, the largest and greatest uh, Alabama uh, apparel selection. They've got the hat wall. They've got Yeti products, Peter Millar, you name it, everything uh, Alabama, they've got it. So go check them out and go get suited and booted for game day coming up next week and at Alumni Hall. Again, that's in Midtown Village. Or you can go to AlumniHall.com with the Ultimate Crimson Tide Fan Shop. And it's been a long week. I'm feeling a little stiff. You know I got to go check out my friends at Spine and Sport, Chiropractic, Spine and Sport, Chiropractic, who provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause instead of masking your pain. Again, that's Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Go check them out. You'll feel better than ever. You'll feel brand new. Again, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. It's been a fun one, a free-for-all Friday right here on the Miller's Edge. Again, thank you so much to everybody, our listeners, our supporters, everybody. Thank you all so much for all the love and support. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you guys Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe and roll tide. This is the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9 and 1230 WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's Art Support Expert. Roll Tide, everybody. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily 